Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us, and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. All right, Celebration, how's everybody doing today, huh? You guys doing good? Awesome. Awesome. Hey, uh, Carrie and I wanted to welcome you, welcome all of our locations on this Resurrection Sunday, and we just wanted to wish you and your family Happy Easter. So come on, let's put our hands together for God. It's all about Jesus today. And uh, we are just so glad that you're with us today. And uh, we appreciate you being here. You know, it's gonna be a great, great day today. And I really believe that God is gonna do something special and do something unique in your life. You know, we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus today, but here's what I say. You know, if you celebrate, then you participate. You know, we have a part to play in the resurrection. A lot of times people look at the resurrection as an event, as kind of an end. You know, Jesus died on the cross for our sins and said, it is finished, and then he rose from the grave. But the resurrection was not an end. It was a means to an end. And we have a part to play in the resurrection of Jesus. What does the resurrection mean to us? And that's what we're gonna be looking at today. So we're gonna be taking a look in John chapter 11 and also Ephesians chapter one. Let me go ahead, we're gonna pray and then we'll get right into today's message. Father, we love you so much. And God, we're so grateful and thankful for your goodness. Lord, I pray on this Resurrection Sunday, God, that we would understand that we have a part to play, that we have a response to the resurrection of Jesus. And we just give you all the thanks in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. You know, <clears throat> it's powerful. You know, when Martha came running up there to Jesus, crying and upset and worried, and she said, Jesus, you know, if you'd only been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus said, you know, your brother will rise again. And Martha said, you know, I, I know that. I, that. That'll happen at the resurrection, that there is an event that I know about, the resurrection. And at the last day, yes, Lord, he will be raised up. And Jesus made a very profound statement. He said, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will never die. In other words, Jesus was saying, Martha, you've misunderstood the resurrection. And I believe that's where a lot of people are today. They, they misunderstand the resurrection. See, what Jesus was saying was, Martha, the resurrection is not an event. The resurrection is a person. Resurrection life is not an event that happens that yes, Jesus would go to the cross and die for our sin and be raised again, but, but, but resurrection is not an event. It's a person. It's in the person of Jesus. And I believe that many of you today, God is calling you, Jesus is calling you. He's, he's calling you out of your grave, so to speak. He's calling you out of the place that you have been uh, 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 separated from God. He's calling out to you and he's saying to you what he said to Lazarus. He's saying, come forth. Yeah. 
that experiencing resurrection is not understanding an event, but experiencing resurrection is experiencing the person of Jesus. Come on, you can put your hands together for that. You know, and I think about the tomb of Jesus. When Jesus rose from the grave, and remember his disciples were looking for him, and there was an angel at the empty tomb, and they were looking for Jesus, and the angel said to him, the angel said, why are you looking for the living amongst the dead? And I believe that many of us, we're still looking for the living amongst the dead. We're still looking for life in dead things. We're still trying to get life and satisfaction from that old habit. We're still trying to get some type of satisfaction and happiness out of things that we know don't satisfy. We're still walking around in that old pain and those old wounds and those old hearts and those old disappointments. I'm telling you, you will never find the living amongst the dead. You will never find life in dead places. Just like Lazarus, Jesus is calling you out today. And I believe in the story of Lazarus, we see a foreshadowing of resurrection life and what God wants us to do with the resurrection. The resurrection wasn't just an event. The resurrection is a person. And you can know that person today. Listen, God wants you to walk in resurrection life. He wants you to walk in his redemptive plan. But just like Lazarus, when Jesus calls you, you've gotta take steps to come out. And so I wanna present this question to us today. What, what are our next steps? Stovall, if, if, okay, if I celebrate, then I participate. If there's a response to the resurrection, resurrection's not just an event, resurrection is the person of Jesus. When I experience Jesus, I experience resurrection life, eternal life. What are my next steps? That's what I wanna to talk to you about today. And you know, Jesus prayed a prayer there when he resurrected Lazarus. And he talked about, you know, I, I, Lord, I'm, I thank you that you hear me and I'm, I'm praying this so that everyone can see and know God and, and believe you. And you know, there's a very similar prayer that the apostle Paul prays in Ephesians chapter one, beginning at verse 16. It's kind of like an expanded prayer about resurrection power, the, the expanded prayer that Jesus prayed right there in John chapter 11. And I want us to look at it real quick. Look, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Let me stop right there. Listen, church, I have to be honest with you. This week, God, God bothered me with this message all week. And that's why I think this Easter, I mean, every Easter is unique and every Easter is special, just like every Sunday is unique and every Sunday or every weekend is special that we come together and, and, and we hear from God and experience his presence. But I really believe like God was, he was speaking to me and he was messing with me and, and really disturbing me in a way like Stovall, people, they, they need to respond to the resurrection. There's, there's so many people that maybe think that they're followers of mine, but they're really not. They look at the resurrection more as an event and 
They're not understanding the same thing that I spoke to Martha, that I am the resurrection. You know, and Easter's a time, you know, if you call celebration home, you know, you're, you're, unless you're out of town, you're, you're probably attending church this weekend. And I started to think about, man, I, you know, what we have been preaching for 17 years about living a God first life. And this scripture here and this prayer here is really a prayer that talks about responding to the resurrection of Jesus and living a God first life. I believe this, I believe I'm not a doomsday guy or you know, an extreme prophecy guy or whatever, but I'm telling you, man, we, I really believe, I don't know how much longer the earth can go on in its current state. I think we'll all agree that what's happening in the earth right now is, is unprecedented. And what I believe is this, I believe that the call of God, listen to me, I believe that the call of Jesus right now is louder and clearer than ever. And the Bible says this, that God doesn't want anyone to perish, that God wants everyone to have eternal life. But the Bible says also, do not harden your hearts when you hear his voice. And I believe that we're living in an age where God is making his voice loud and clear. So I'm praying as your pastor, I'm praying that you hear his voice loud and clear. I pray, Lord, silence the voice of the enemy in the minds of people that attend celebration and let them hear your voice loud and clear. Let them hear your call loud and clear. And so I'm just saying this prayer, I started praying this for every single person in our church and I've also added that if you attend Celebration Church on Easter Sunday, even if you've never, or Easter weekend, even if you've never been to our church, I'm praying this prayer for you every day too. So listen, you're not gonna be able to run from God. You're not gonna be able to hide from God. God loves you too much. God loves you too much. God, God, God wants a relationship with you too much. God's gonna disturb you this year if you don't go ahead and surrender to him. So I'm praying this prayer for everybody, every day. It says, uh, look, watch this. I make mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give to you, look at this, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the what? Knowledge of him. In the knowledge of him. Okay, what is the first step? Watch, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. What is our first response? What is our first step, our first next step in responding to the resurrection of Jesus? It's this, it's to know God. It's to know God. You know that word in the Greek there, knowledge of him, knowledge, it's gnosko. Here's what that word means. It doesn't mean a mental knowledge. It doesn't mean like having the right information. What that word means is a heart knowledge, a closeness. It's the same word that we use when we talk about relationship. When you say, I know that person, oh, I have a relation. See, there's some people that you know of and there's some people that you know. And that's one of the 
problems in the body of Christ. There's a lot of people that call themselves Christians. They know of Jesus. They know of the event of the resurrection. It's a, it's a mental knowledge, but they don't know Jesus. There hasn't been a surrender in their heart. There's not a real personal relationship with Jesus. And that's why since day one, since day one for 17 years at Celebration, the foundation of living a God first life, we say this, is having a real relationship with God. It's not religion, it's a relationship. A lot of people have some religion. They go to church some, they have a mental knowledge, they have some religion, but they don't have a real relationship with Jesus. Listen, some of you need to lose your religion today and get a real relationship with Jesus. That's what you can tell them. You can say, I went to celebration on Easter Sunday and I lost all my religion. I lost my religion, but I found God. That's what Paul said. Paul said, all that stuff I did as a religious person, as a Pharisee, all that kind of stuff. He said, I count all that as rubbish. It's all loss for the excellency of the what? Knowledge of God. Knowing him. Let me show you this scripture. Look at Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Everybody say will. Now Jesus is, so you're like, okay, that's important, right? So, okay, what's, what's the, at the foundation? Jesus isn't talking about being perfect. He's not talking about all, all that. We all have sin, we all make mistakes, all that kind of stuff. He's talking about there's a foundational component to the will of God. Not everyone says to me, Lord, Lord, shall I enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. What is that will, that foundation of will? Go on. Many, many people, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never, what? Knew you. You didn't know me. I never knew you. Look, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. In the Greek, that word, it means evildoer, but what it, if you, it really means wrong patterns. In other words, Jesus says, you didn't know me. Depart from me. You patterned your life off the wrong thing. What's the foundational component of God's will? Knowing God. I want you to think about this verse. Many, not a few, not some. Jesus says, many are gonna say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, they had a mental knowledge. Jesus, yeah, he's the son of God. Yeah, he's Lord. Lord, didn't I do some good works in your name? Didn't I give some money in your name? I mean, didn't I go to church some? Didn't I, didn't I do this? Here and, and there, you, you, you see, and Jesus is gonna say, depart from me, I never knew you. What this shows us is there's gonna be many, many people, watch, they had some religion, they didn't have real relationship. And I'm pleading with you, let me tell you what God has disturbed me about this week. I'm pleading with you on this Easter weekend do not be one of these people. 
Do not be part of this group where you thought you were a Christian and you stand before Jesus, the God who died for you, the God who loves you, the God who called you, the God who gave you every opportunity to come to him. But you resist and you resist and you resist. And then it comes to that day and Jesus says, depart from me. I never knew you. You know why people go to an eternity without God, place that the Bible calls hell? You know why they do that? God finally answers the prayer that they have been praying all their lives. God deals with them, nope. God deals with them, I don't want you in my life, God. God deals with them, no, Lord, I'll just kind of add you here and there. No, I don't want you in my life. Stay, I want to do it my way, my way. Stay out of my life, boom. Then you die. God finally answers the prayer that you've been praying all along with your life. You didn't want him too involved. And so now you reap what you've sown. I beg you, I beg you, listen to me. I beg you, I beg you, God loves you. He doesn't want you to be part of this group, but you have a decision to make. You have a response to the resurrection. So happy Easter, everybody. Don't go to hell, all right? Go on to the next thing. So, 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 so let, me, let me encourage some of you. In just about 10 or 15 minutes, okay? I'm gonna give you a response to say yes to Jesus. I'm gonna give you an opportunity to make sure that you're not part of that group. That Jesus says, depart from me, I never knew you. I just need you to hold on for about 10, 15 minutes, okay? Don't die on me right now, okay? I believe God got you here. He's gonna keep you alive long enough. But let's go on because there, there, there's other steps. Watch this. So he says that you grow in the knowledge of God. Look, golly, can I say one thing about that? I gotta say one more thing, one more thing. I remember when I was in college and I had that revelation that I really wasn't walking with Jesus, that I really didn't know him. I mean, if you don't know my life, I was just out, just being crazy, like a lot of college kids that don't know God do. And uh, God was dealing with me. And so I started the best as I knew how, you know, like starting to try to, 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 to follow Jesus. And I, I didn't, I uh, wasn't plugged in a, a church yet or anything like that. So I was just trying to do my, my best of, I, I knew I should serve Jesus and things like that, and I, I was actually major, majoring in uh, philosophy and religious studies, so it was obvious to me, as it's obvious for anyone who takes a real intellectual, honest look at all the religions of the world, there's only one Savior. There's only one, there's only one that stands out. That's why there is only one empty tomb today, and it's the tomb of Jesus. That's, anyone who's intellectually honest will arrive at that conclusion regardless of where they live. And I knew I needed Jesus in my life. And I was at this college Christian, it was actually a Campus Crusade for Christ uh, meeting. And it was the very last one of the semester 
before summer break. And this guy was talking and he said, you know, some of you have never really walked with God. And I encourage you, if you've never really walked with God, walk with God this summer. And when he said that, the Holy Spirit, like, bam, spoke straight to me. And by the way, that's how you know when the Holy Spirit's speaking to you. It's kind of like I'm preaching to thousands right now, but you feel like that's coming just to you. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And this guy was speaking, and he said, if you've never walked with God, walk with God this summer. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Stovall, you've never really walked with me. I had the revelation of the knowledge of God, not from the head, from the heart. I realized I hadn't really surrendered my life to Jesus and right there, I made that decision, right there on the spot. Some of you just need to make that decision right now on the spot. Right there in my heart, I said, Lord, right now, I follow you. I walk with you. I repent for not really walking with you. I'm not, I'm not playing the fence. I'm not going back and forth anymore. I want to know you. I surrender my life to you. And can I, can I tell you this? From that day forward, everything changed. Everything changed. Before that day, nothing really changed. After that day, everything changed. Can I tell you this? When Jesus rose from the grave, it changed everything. It changed everything. And when you come into that saving resurrection power knowledge of Jesus, that personal relationship, it changes everything. It changes everything about your life for the better. Come on, we don't do the touch your neighbor at celebration. We don't do that because there's too many germaphobes now. And also you might be sitting by somebody crazy, especially at Easter, you know what I'm saying? I'll be like, touch the person next to you. And somebody be like, Bleh. So we have kind of, we do the fist bump. It's kind of helps the germaphobes out. You don't have to get too personal with the person next to you. So just fist bump, fist bump somebody near you. Say, this changes everything. It changes everything. It changes everything. <laughs> don't hit them. I said, don't hit them. <laughs> it changes everything. Let's look at the, at, at, at the next step. There's four steps here. I'm going to go over the, the, these last three because then I want to get to this point of prayer where you can pray that prayer to know God and know Jesus. Okay, so look at the next thing here. Is the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. This word, uh, fatizo, it means to shine on to awake or to bring out of darkness. So after we know God, after we come into a real relationship with Jesus, the next step God wants us to take is this, to find freedom. Find freedom. Why? Because when we come to Jesus, come on, we still have issues, don't we? We still have sin, a lot of sin. We have baggage, we have hurts, we have wounds from the past, we have addictions, we have habits. Come on, we're human beings. That's what humanity is, just kind of a big, sinful, painful, hurtful mess in a lot of ways. Come on, anybody else a mess? I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one. Here's the thing. Listen, God, God loves your mess. He wants to get right in the middle of your mess. Your mess doesn't scare God. 
Have you ever read that scripture where it says, the Bible says that the, 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 the most notorious sinners would come to Jesus. Notorious, like notorious B.I.G., God rest his soul. No, 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 notorious. Notor you know what notorious means? It means famous for being bad. Famous for being bad. Bible says they would come and they would listen to Jesus. And watch this, it doesn't even say like, it didn't say, and they all got saved and changed on the spot. See, and that's a big misconception that people have about Jesus, about the gospel, and about church. And it's another message of the resurrection. A lot of times you ask people, what's church about? Well, church is where you go, you know, like you're bad, and you go to church, and you become good. That's what God, you know, it's the gospel. Gospel makes bad people good. Church can help make bad people good. No, no, listen, the gospel and church, it's not about making bad people good. It's about making dead people alive. That's what the resurrection, Jesus told Lazarus, I want you to come forth. Remember they were like, man, he's been dead for four days. There's some, there's some stank going on up in there. Come on, God, don't wink at your stink. He's like, oh, good luck with that. All right, no. You see what I do as a preacher? Everything has to be a rhyme. Wink with stink. You know, celebration, participation is part of the curse of being a preacher. You just have to rhyme everything and all that kind of stuff. But what I mean by that, God's just not like good luck with all that. No, listen, God, God wants to get in the middle of that for you to find freedom in your life. We all have issues. And if you don't think you have an issue, then that is your issue. <laughs> all right? We're all just doing life together, for, for, uh, knowing God, and we're finding freedom in Jesus, God doesn't want to leave you in your mess. And this was never more clear. Watch, remember Jesus? He calls Lazarus out. Lazarus, come forth. So now Lazarus comes to the person of Jesus. He's experiencing resurrection life. He knows God. You know what the next thing Jesus says? Unwrap him. Unwrap him and let him go. Lazarus came out bound in all of those clothes, bound in that mess. Jesus talked to the other people. He said, hey, look, y'all get around Lazarus. Y'all unwrap him, y'all freed him. He needs to get out of that bondage so he can get free and he can go out and do what I've called him to do. Here's what that says about freedom. You don't find freedom by yourself. You find it in the context of the body of Christ in a healthy community with other believers. That's why your first step is, listen, if, if you don't have a home church and, and, and you're in the Jacksonville area, man, you, you, you've gotta get plugged in a local church, you gotta join a church, you've gotta get in a community with other believers. Well, can I just kinda come and hear you preach some Stovall, you know? I wish you could. But here's the problem with that. You know what preaching does? Preaching inspires. You know what community does? Community imparts. Inspiration can only become impartation in the context of healthy community, in relationships with other people.
I'll prove it to you. I'll prove it to you. If you attend celebration, I bet you, you cannot name the last five messages that I preached. Even though you should, because I'm such an awesome preacher. Can't believe y'all can't remember what I preach. But I'll tell you this, I bet you with the snap of a finger, you could name five people that in your life, watch, have impacted you for the good or for the bad. I bet you real quick, you could name me five people that you had a relationship with that either had a positive impact on you or a negative impact on you, that either imparted positive things or negative things. The inspiration from the word of God can only become impartation in the context of healthy community, which is why for 17 years I've been preaching. Please, please find a group. We have hundreds of groups here at Celebration. I mean, we have everything from free, we call them free market and activity groups. There's exercise groups. There's biking groups. There's golfing groups. There's workout groups. There's all kind of fitness and activity, special interest groups. Then there's all kind of Bible study groups. Then there's all kind of community connect groups. People that, 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 that just, they, they gather around somewhere at Starbucks or something, and they just kind of share what God's doing in their life. They just get to know one another. There's groups about getting, finding freedom in your finances. There's groups about finding freedom from, from past hurts and abuse and wounds. There's groups about getting free in addictions. Here's, here's what I'm trying to tell you, and that if you want freedom, there's a step there's, it involves other people. Jesus told Lazarus, spoke to Lazarus, but he spoke to everyone. He says, y'all unwrap him. Lazarus couldn't get free by himself. You need some people in your life that will help you walk with God and go in the right direction and work out the resurrection power on the inside to get some freedom on the outside. I wish somebody would help me up in here on Easter Sunday. So lo and behold, guess what we have? Listen to this. We can knock out all these steps the next few weeks, at least the process of them. I'm about to pray. You can know God. You don't have to be part of that group that Jesus says, depart from me. Then you know what we have next weekend? Water baptism. You can come back to church, get water baptized. It's very, very important. It's your outward declaration of your inward surrender to a real relationship with God. Water baptism is like the wedding ring, okay? This, this doesn't make me married, my vows and my covenant with Carrie in the sight of God. That's what made me married, but you know what this is? This is my outward symbol to show everybody that I belong to Carrie. When you get water baptized, that's the outward declaration where you publicly declare to everyone, come on, that you've surrendered your life to Jesus and you belong to him. Can you give God a hand for that? And then you know what we have the very same day? Next Sunday, we have membership class. You know what membership class does? We call it our welcome to church class. And you don't have to join if you go to membership, but you can go there. You can find out about becoming a member and then information on 
on these, these different connect groups and these different gatherings. You know, if you're new to celebration, the, the good thing about a large church, and we keep trying to make our church smaller and smaller, and the way that we do that is through our connect groups. In our small groups, we got some connect groups that are classes of 200 people. We have some of them that are just a few people meeting in the coffee shop. But I'm telling you, you probably know some people in some of those. It's, we make it easy for you to connect in some of those. And so you can find out how to do that. Or you can find out how to, how to be on a serving team. How to be part of a team, whether it's youth or parking or ushers or some of that. that just get you in community with other believers that'll help you walk out this life with Jesus. We know God, we find freedom. And the third thing is, look at this, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Everybody say calling. The hope of his calling. See, a lot of people are looking for hope, but you know where hope is? It's in the calling. God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for you. You cannot find true hope in your next promotion or your new house or when you finally get to this level in life, or when you marry this person, or when you, you know, your, your spouse, your husband, that there's no, there's not real hope in those things. You know where there's real hope? In your calling. Jesus called Lazarus. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus had to take those steps. God made you for a reason. Do you realize that? Two, the two greatest days of your life. Number one, the day you were born. Number two, the day you find out why. Don't need to repeat that again. Two greatest days for you. The day you were born, second greatest day, is the day you find out why. God has a plan. God has formed you for a reason. So you know what we call that in the God first life, in the next steps? We call that this. We call that discovering your purpose. Discovering your purpose. And did you know after the membership class and after the, the, the groups expo, you know what we have on a following Sunday? We have what we call our, our discovery and serving team expo. We help you have a, a gift assessment. Find out how you're wired, how your calling relates to your vocation. Find you a place of where you can serve in the church or on an outreach in, in whatever regularity that fits your schedule or how you're wired, where you begin to make a difference in the lives of others. Let me watch this. Know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and man, then it, then it really gets good. And here's the last thing. When those three things are happening, what are the riches? You start walking into this. The riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints. Everybody say in the saints. Not just for the saints, but in the saints. Can I tell you this, parents? The best thing that you can leave for your children it's not what you deposit for them, it's what you deposit in them. It's not what you leave for them, it's what you leave in them. Now God has an inheritance for us in heaven, but you know what? He also has an inheritance in us. When you receive Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory, and as you begin to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, now all of a sudden you can begin to really, watch this, make a difference. Make a difference. That word inheritance, it means portion or legacy. What is a legacy? A legacy is what you impart or deposit to others. It's what you leave. 
And we all leave a legacy on this earth, good or bad. What is your legacy gonna be? What kind of difference are you gonna make? Are we just gonna live for success or are we gonna, in our success, have some significance? And I'm telling you, when you know Jesus, when you know God, it changes everything. When you find freedom, it changes everything. When you discover your purpose, it changes everything. And then when you start making a difference, it changes everything around you. It changes others around you. It changes the world around you. It changes your community around you. It changes your family and friends around you. When you start serving and you're generous and you're faithful and all of a sudden, that resurrection power in Jesus is not only working in you, but it's working through you. And you're making a difference in the lives of others. Look, and it said with God's holy people. See, once again, we don't make a difference by ourselves. We do it in the context of others, of a church. Celebration and everyone attending this Easter, this is my prayer for you. That you would know God. That you would find freedom. That you would discover your purpose. And that you would make a difference. I pray for everyone that the resurrection is no longer just an event. But you understand that the resurrection is in a person. And we have steps to take. Bow your heads, bow your heads. Here's what I wanna do right now with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm gonna please ask no one leaving. I know we have a couple of volunteers that need to get to some places and things like that, but please, please don't leave. It's a very sacred time right now because this is the time where you can make sure that you're not in that group of people that Jesus talks about that just had some religion but no real relationship, that didn't really know God. Jesus said, depart from me, I never knew you. Father, my prayer today is that no one walks out of this building or in any of our locations without knowing you. My prayer is that no one here today is part of that group. God, I pray we would say yes to you, Lord, that we would surrender our lives to you. I believe the Holy Spirit would say to you what he said to me so many years ago. Some of you, you've never really walked with Jesus and today is your day to walk with him, to know God. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you'd say, Stovall, I need a real relationship with Jesus. I'm not sure if I've ever really walked with God. I wanna make sure that I know Jesus, that I have a real relationship with him, that I have eternal life and that I'm not part of that group. That he says, depart from me, I never knew you. If that's you, if you're ready to surrender your life to Jesus, to walk with him right now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to lift a hand right now, wherever you are, I want you to lift it. Yes, 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 yes. Hands are going up all over the place. Come on, raise them high, raise them high. That's not for me, that's for God. At all of our locations, raise those hands. This is your moment. You're gonna walk with God. You're going out of here with resurrection life. It's a person, Jesus is calling you out of that grave that you've been in. You can put those hands down. Now everybody look up here, look up here. Here's what I'm gonna do. On the count of three, if you raised your hand, or even if you didn't and you know you should have, 
I'm gonna ask you to stand up. We have too many people this weekend to bring everybody down forward, so I'm just gonna ask you to stand up in your seat, and let me tell you why this is important, okay? Well, just go ahead and stand up now. Come on, give my hand, everybody. Stand up right now. Stand up right now. Stand up right now. Stand up right now. Come on, if you need to surrender your life to Jesus, stand up right now. Look at all the people. Look at every, stand up right now. Give my hand, everybody. Give my hand, everybody. Now y'all remain standing. Remain standing, remain standing. Let me tell you why this is important. And while I appreciate your boldness, and, and men, I'm just saying, some of you dads need to stand up, man. You need to lead your family to God. You need to be the first one to stand. I see a lot of men standing up, and I'm proud of you. Jesus says this. He says, you know, if you acknowledge me before men, I'll acknowledge you before my Father in heaven. But if you deny me before men, if you deny me in public, I'll deny you before my Father in heaven. Once again, what Jesus was saying was, look, if you have a real relationship with me, you won't mind expressing that in a public way before people. Your relationship with Jesus is personal, but it's not private. And that's why next weekend, water baptism is so, so important. Man, that's when you put your wedding ring on, so to speak, in your relationship with Jesus. We've got t-shirts for you. I want everyone back here uh, for water baptism uh, next weekend. But if you're standing, remain standing at all of our locations. I'm gonna pray for you right now and I want you to repeat this prayer. I want you to mean it with your heart. You are gonna know Jesus right now and experience resurrection life and eternal life. And church, I want you to pray it as well and help along maybe some people today that are praying this type of prayer for the very first time. Come on, let's mean it. Say this, say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin and I surrender my life to you, Lord, I thank you for forgiveness and everlasting life. Jesus, I thank you for a fresh start. Jesus, I know you, I walk with you, and I belong to you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on. Put your hands together. I'm so proud of all you guys. Man. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.